0: The mentors. The The mentors. The The mentors. The mentors. mentors. This is Vadim and (laughs) and it's Sergey. It's Vadim and Sergey. We are back. I got my own name right this time, which is always a plus.
1: That's good. (laughs) That's good. Vadim, your memory uh, is improving
0: ever since you stopped smoking all that crack. Jk, we're clean. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna delete that. Um, Welcome back to the mentors. This is a show where we tell stories about ordinary people that became extraordinary entrepreneurs despite lack of experience, money, or connections, and how they overcame challenges that many founders face in the critical early days. <laughs> um, <laughs> we never know who's going to talk first. So that's one of the wonders of uh, doing these uh, recordings live. You're, uh, We're coming at you live from East Village,
1: New York. Um And the topic we want to talk about today is getting fired and why oftentimes that's a blessing actually than a curse. And it's hard to view it as that and I think we want to help you um, view it as a little bit more of a benefit than you might otherwise think.
0: Yeah, and uh, both Sergey and I, we're not ashamed to admit, uh, have been fired in our lives. Uh, we've had many jobs, and that does happen once in a while. And actually, this episode was inspired by a conversation that I had after going to a screening for a new Showtime show that's going to be airing soon uh, in New York City this week. And I ended up meeting uh, a VP of a production company there. And she told me this story, you know, we talked a little bit about the podcast. And she told me this incredible story of when you know, she spent 10 years working for a major network and how towards the end of that 10 year, she really kind of felt stuck and how it really didn't feel like impactful work. Uh, And then she got fired. And at first, it seemed like it was the end of the world. But In retrospect, after many years and the opportunities that followed, uh, as well as, you know, becoming a VP at the production company that she is now, and the different stories that she's been able to work on, and the lives that her work has impacted, really, her career took such a turn that could have never been predicted, and she truly believes that getting fired was one of the best things that ever happened to her. And we're here to tell you stories about other people that have gone through this, including ourselves. And...
1: You know, not surprisingly, I think in the moment, uh, this woman that you met, in hindsight, it's easy to say this is the best thing that ever happened to me, right? Because then it sort of – her her career trajectory followed a certain path that ended up being successful for her and right. giving her fulfillment. But in the moment, it's always difficult to decouple yourself from the uh, – ostensibly the really the failure of losing a job. The word – unemployed or unemployment has such a negative connotation, it almost feels like a dirty word, where anyone that is unemployed is considered, I think, beneath maybe someone that is employed. And so your own sense of self-worth is really tied to whether you're employed or not. And so we're here to tell you that it shouldn't be and you should fight that urge, even though society tells us uh, it's so bad and you should feel bad,
0: right? You have to uncouple yourself from Uh, Caring about what other people think, really. I mean, it is our lives is really tied to being validated externally. Uh, But if you feel unhappy in your job, if you feel like you're slogging through the day to day, You're really not only adding that much value to the world, but most importantly, to your own life, which is so short. And recognizing that often takes a big moment like getting fired. Uh, And while it might seem scary because so much of our identity is tied to our jobs, uh, and while it might seem detrimental because of loss of income, for example, we humans are actually a lot more resourceful than we give ourselves credit for. And if you think about the different times in your own life where your back was against the wall... I bet you figured out how to get out of that situation, right? Especially if it means doing something for a loved one, right? Making Solving a problem when a loved one is in trouble. You can figure it out. Well, you can also do it for yourself.
1: One thing Vadim mentioned is this, this idea of the fact that your identity is tied, or at least we tie our identity so closely to our day-to-day work. And the reason for that is, I mean, it, it's pretty clear, like that is – the, the way that, especially in uh, Western culture, the way that we identify ourselves, the way that we introduce ourselves to others, the way that we speak about ourselves and even even show ourselves on social media is tied to our jobs and our titles at those jobs. And, and of course, we also spend a lot of time at work, so invariably... Uh, your identity and sense of self is really oftentimes tied way too closely to that job title and that job function than it should be. Uh, and I think that for most people, it can be so detrimental because once you get the idea that you are this job and you are this career and that is what you should be doing the rest of your life uh, because that's what your maybe your family, your parents, and you yourself keep telling you, Uh, it it becomes really difficult to separate yourself from that. And we want to tell you a few stories of some really successful people that uh, actually completely flipped out on its head. They've had multiple successful careers because they knew that they're not tied to this one point in time, whatever career and job title that they might have. And if you can Remove yourself from a specific job title and for a specific career. I think it can help
0: you have a more successful life in the long run, a more fulfilling life. So we were doing some research before this episode to see, okay, what are some notable people that have been fired? And it was incredibly easy to find those names because almost everybody that has achieved any level of success in their careers went through a time in their life where... They got let go, or they got fired, or somebody didn't recognize their potential, or maybe it just wasn't the right fit. You fired. You fired. You fired. You're fired. <laughs> um, even and 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 even Trump himself, I'm sure, has been fired. Or maybe he never really had a real job. He probably I, I never had a real job. Okay, yeah, <laughs> but he should have fired himself. Jk. No political statements here. No. Um, but you know what? Actually power to him. He persevered and made his own opportunity. So, uh, but what are some other people have been fired? Okay, Oprah Winfrey was fired from an evening news time show because apparently she wasn't made for news and she was essentially demoted to do a daytime show and ended up being a hit. Uh, J.K. Rowling was f- fired from a secretary job because she was spending too much time working on her own uh, writing during that time. And then over the next few years, she ended up dedicating more and more of her free time towards writing and then it became, obviously, a pro- prolific uh, writer. Some of you might not know that Lisa Kudrow, who is famous for playing
1: Phoebe Buffet on Friends, actually was fired from Frasier, another super successful show of the time. She, she was supposed to play Roz. She originally got cast to play Roz Doyle on Frasier, before anyone knew that Frasier was going to be so successful, in France for that matter. And she was already cast for the role. And they started shooting the first couple episodes, and they realized she wasn't really a fit. And well, of Kelsey course, Grammer didn't really like working I with think, her. Yeah, I think, yeah, and, and he had some... some Some weight, uh, I'm sure. And she ended up then auditioning for and, of course, getting the role of um, Phoebe in Friends. And that became a show in and of itself. And so that ended up being a huge blessing for
0: her in the end, right? Bill Belichick uh, was fired from the Cleveland Browns in the mid-90s and eventually became coach of the Patriots, of course, winning multiple titles and now uh, being renowned as one of the best NFL coaches, if not uh, coaches in all of sports, in all of sports history. So all of these names, and there are countless others, are people that have gone through those sort of terrible moments of maybe achieving some success or feeling some comfort in where they were going in life and then having the rug pulled out of them. But you know what? It happens. You so, got to deal with it. I actually – um, I want to speak to
1: maybe the person that's listening to this right now that recently got fired. Maybe it's been a couple of months and they can't seem to get a job um, or maybe a job that they want. Let's talk about mindset for a second because it, it actually is pretty difficult to pull yourself out of the gutter and to separate yourself from this notion of, hey, Uh, my self-worth is less now because I'm not making money and because I'm not employed and the world is looking at me in this light essentially. So what can we tell someone? I mean, I know you've been fired and laid off several times. I have as well. We'll talk about those stories in a second here. But do you remember how you were able to change that mindset in the moment so that you didn't lower your self-esteem or self-worth because one it's a vicious cycle if you can't get a job and your self-worth goes down then you get unmotivated and you don't apply to jobs you don't do the things that you need to essentially pick yourself up by the bootstrap so how do you get out of that uh,
0: mental gutter if you will Well, first of all, I'll say it's okay to take a day or a few days or however much time you need after uh, you got fired and lick your wounds a little bit. You know, Uh, it is a hard time and it can be a little shock uh, to your system. But, you know, when I've gotten let go uh, or have left opportunities voluntarily where I just was not happy in the day to day, I actually always felt free. You know, I would walk out of the office and I knew that I had to never go back again. And and maybe there was part of me that was feeling a lot of fear from the fact that I wasn't going to have a stable paycheck. Sure, that does happen. Uh, but I did feel free usually. And I did feel like the world was the limit or the sky's the limit. Damn, I never get that. I never get, said, that. I I never get that thing right. The idiom, right? Um, yeah. I, I'm, not a, I'm not born in America, guys. I'm allowed to make mistakes. Uh, but, um, you know... Well, I think that happened, though, because you weren't happy in those jobs, so it felt liberating when you
1: got fired because like, maybe you didn't realize in the day-to-day, but when you did get fired uh, and that feeling of freedom washed over you as you left the building, that's an indicator of the fact that like something needed to change, right? I mean, and you need to be self-aware enough to say, hey, I can't be in an environment like that again where I feel this way. Clearly, there wasn't the
0: right fit. Either I wasn't the right fit for the role or... Most likely <laughs> the the role was not a good fit. In other words, the company was not a good fit for me or maybe the group of people that I was working with, whatever. I mean, it, it's difficult to find a place where you fit really, really, really well. Uh, that's why it's a lot of trial and error sometimes in the world of uh, working for somebody else. But, you know, having been also fired from jobs that I actually enjoyed, what made me feel better? Well, after a few days, typically, I realize, okay, I need to figure out how to make a living again. And uh, typically, that's enough for somebody to start acting and actually putting your foot forward and trying to figure out your next step. And usually, especially in the very beginning, of course, like if you're looking for jobs for a while and you're not getting any traction, it can be difficult. But especially in the very beginning, when you start looking at different things and opportunities, you realize, wow, there's a lot more cool things that I could be doing that I was completely blind to because I was, I was heads down working in a specific role. And for me at the time, uh, one example was when I when I got fired from a job in Boston. I was working for an early stage startup. It was five of us. I was um, running sales for For the team, I was working directly with the founders, one of the only people getting paid. Uh, And when I was let go because it was a really early stage company and we really didn't have a lot of funding, I felt pretty betrayed. Uh, And the founder did actually a really great job in sort of the doing the firing. Um, You know, he was very supportive, and but it was still a shock because I thought I had a lot more time at that company to prove myself, and so. You know, I started looking for new opportunities, and I was in Boston at the time, and I decided I always wanted to live in New York. This is my chance. There's nothing holding me back. There's nothing forcing me to stay in Boston. And so all of a sudden, I started looking at jobs in New York, and I started getting excited again mm-hmm. because now – I might move to New York, You know, I've wanted to live here since I was 19 years old, sure, it might be hard to find a job there, uh, but I'm going to figure it out, and right away, I, f- I talked to my friend, and I changed my address and my resume to New York City, because I knew that it was easier to get interviews if the, if the company that you were applying to thought you lived already in New York City, uh, and I started getting interviews, and you know what, sometimes they tell me, come the next day, and I'd take my dad's minivan, and I would drive to New York City, and I would do the interviews, and I bombed several of them, or at the very least, some of them were not a good fit. It. But eventually, I did find a job. And that job was completely different than anything that I did before. I went from doing sales to doing sales engineering and product. And the big need they they had to fill there was they needed somebody that could work well with a CTO. And guess what? I just spent uh, the better part of a year working directly with a founding engineering team. So I knew exactly how to talk about product. Sure, my tech skills weren't up to par yet. But I knew how to talk to engineers. And the CEO decided to take a chance on me. Well, I think that one important thing to note here um, is
1: that you created a mindset shift for yourself. Now, you knew already that you didn't want to be a career salesperson. So even though you led sales at this other startup in Boston, you already knew for yourself that you wouldn't be happy only doing sales for the rest of your life. So you wanted to be become more of a product person as we as many people in tech will tell you going from business development sales role to a product focused technical role is actually really difficult uh, but Vadim sort of had confidence in his ability to do that and as a result when he was looking for jobs in New York he was actually specifically looking for jobs that have a technical component to them but you also didn't just look for jobs as a technical component. Vadim was building WordPress sites on the side, uh, teaching himself the basics of CSS and HTML so that once he started interviewing for sales engineering or product-focused roles, he could say, oh, yes, I understand those languages. I know how to communicate with engineers uh, about how to build technologies using these languages because I've done it myself. So I'm not just a salesperson now. I actually have some technical skills. And he did that on the side with no formal education in it.
0: Yeah. And I approached uh, applying for jobs in those interviews the same way I do, I still do, even for, for my own businesses. How can I come in? And solve the problem for you. So at the time, you know, I knew that they needed somebody that could understand the product and work with engineers, but also be customer facing and talk to uh, leaders within big publications like BBC and Time Out magazine and New York magazine and come in there and talk to the uh, executive suite and convince them to use our software. And I told them, yeah, I I can do this because I already know how to explain technical concepts to non-technical people. And by the way, I have this other experience, like setting up complicated CRM systems for sales teams, and I can do that for you guys as well. So it was a no-brainer to hire me. Luckily, the CEO uh, took a chance on me and also kind of allowed me to do a lot of different cool things in the job and expose me to things that I never even thought... I would get a chance to do within a job. For example, um, my first uh, opportunity to speak in front of over a thousand people was when I had that job. My first opportunity to do voiceover work for for a lot of our uh, product videos was at that job. I was actually the first person It to allowed uh, one of the first people, I should say, not the first person, but one of the first people allowed on the grounds of uh, Ground Zero, where 9-11 happened, uh, to do camera work for him for a documentary series that he was uh, filming uh, before even President Obama was uh, allowed down there. So I had these incredible opportunities and was exposed to all these things only because I got
1: fired. Yeah, here's Vadim uh, never having lived in New York. It was his dream to live here. And he's At Ground Zero doing filming because he joined this startup that, um, you know, the founder happened to have that skill and and need somebody to help him. Didn't feel like paying extra to hire somebody for that. So a little bit of that is luck, of course, but it's, it's not... Complete luck because you went out and got this opportunity that for most people would be very scary because they had never done
0: that before. And by the way, it's also important, you know, what what helps is when you are taking on a new role or taking on responsibilities that you may not have had a lot of experience in before, you have to be okay with jumping in the deep end of the pool. You have to be okay with taking on responsibilities. That might instill a little bit of fear, like talking in front of 1,000 people. Sure, I've done a lot of performances before that, and I've done some speaking gigs. But that was the biggest crowd I was ever in front of. And when the CEO said, Vadim, do you want to help with the presentation? I jumped on it, and I said, yes. Why? Because I never had the experience, and I wanted to expose myself to it. So you have to say yes to new opportunities as well. But, um, Sergey. How about you? I mean, I know we're twinsies and we both uh, are a little bit of, a little competitive. Uh, so getting fired never feels great, but I know you've gotten fired as well, and why don't you tell us a little story about how that helped you? Well, I have um I've gotten fired, I've gotten laid off multiple times uh, more than me, I think. I don't know count it. Uh, I don't know. I'm the better uh, per brother. Chance, per, perhaps no Just one Just kidding. We're, we're, we're good. We're, we're both good brothers.
1: So I'll, I'll tell you my story, and uh, actually this is a story about how to fill your resume gap because I've actually had multiple times uh, in my so far, I guess somewhat short career, I mean 10 years or so since we graduated, um, that I've been fired and and uh, had about six months to a year gap in few scenarios when this happened, actually. So a pretty long gap to fill. Now, uh, one of those times was actually because I wanted. I didn't want to look for a job. I was thinking about starting a business. I was doing things on the side. Um, and I had a long gap because of that. But other times, it was involuntary. For most people that lose their jobs and they can't find one for a long time, that's six months or 12 months. It's not because you're lazy. It's because it's difficult to find something that's a fit in the competitive market. So um, I ended up getting laid off from a job at a startup that sort of imploded from within. That's a story for another episode. But 90% of the employees got laid off. And I had a little bit of money saved up and I decided I'm not going to get a job right now. I want to explore starting different ideas and businesses and concepts. And in fact, I uh, was dating someone from Brazil at the time. Ow. 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 Arriba. Um, and I wanted to, you know, young gun. Oh please! (laughs) Wanted to move. I wanted to spend time in Brazil. So having a job in Boston and spending time in Brazil didn't really, couldn't really work together. So uh, I sort of created experiences for myself that would sort of fill that gap, both from a perspective of me being able to explain it to future employers, but also, let's be honest, um, I needed to make money, so I needed to make money and so I didn't want to have hey, that's a, real. A, my bank account completely depleted because my savings weren't that huge. Um, so because I ended up losing that job, it took a few months, but I had been doing acting, Uh, You can listen to our episode about how to get unstuck or becoming unstuck uh, to to hear more details about that. But I ended up getting an acting gig uh, where I got paid, I think it was $1,000 for essentially six hours of acting work uh, that was for a show that would be nationally syndicated. So it was a really cool acting opportunity. Clearly, I'm not an actor now, but maybe an actor, an actress, uh, actress, uh, depending how you look at it. A thespian, if you will. Um, but the point is that uh, actually acting then helped future things that I would do, like voiceover, like this podcast now, etc. But I got an acting gig that helped pay the bills. I actually ended up in Brazil reaching out to local accelerator programs uh, and business acceleration programs that had startups there where I could coach those startups because I had been in fast-growing um, sales environments before. So I offered my help to help coach startups and sales and how to sell to the American market. Now, some of those gigs I didn't actually get paid for, um, but some I did. But it doesn't matter that some some gigs were unpaid. Uh, It did lead to some jobs that were paid. And then I had the opportunity to essentially fill my resume with work that I did, contract work, consulting work that I did with other startups in Brazil. So not only did I create a space in my resume for international experience, I also had consulting work that I did there, and that was real work that I did that I used to fill that gap. So the point is, the things that you do on the side, even if, let's say, you don't get paid for them, you can use those to fill that resume gap. So look for ways to build projects on the side, to reach out to companies and help them on the side, even if you don't get paid, because that could help you actually feel better about yourself, right? When you're doing that work, again, you regain your self-confidence and sense of self-worth but also helps you fill in something that may be viewed by some employers as you know, someone wasting their time. Remember, you
0: control your own story, and for whatever opportunity you're pursuing, you have to make sure you're packaging your story in a way that fits that particular opportunity. And so you don't have to focus on every single little thing that you've done. You have to only highlight the things that are most relevant to whatever you're talking about. And, you know, A lot of people feel like they have to be 100% accurate on their resumes. And this might be a little bit controversial, but I will say that uh, it's okay to fib a little bit. You know, it's okay to basically bring to the surface some of the side work that you've been doing and uh, show it as full-time work? Because chances are you are probably spending 20, 30, 40 hours on it anyways. And how many of you raise your hand as if I'm talking to an audience, how many of you have actually in certain roles, maybe in your current jobs you do this, but in certain roles where you had to work 40, 50 hours, you worked every single minute of those 40, 50 hours? Probably not. Uh, Jobs are not that efficient. Well, I
1: I will say that... um You shouldn't. uh, So when Vadim says "fib," I think what he means is is selective truths, Um, and so you need to craft. You need to be able to craft a story that fits the narrative that the employer wants to hear. Okay, everybody does this. You're selling yourself now. That doesn't mean that you should make up jobs that you did. Right. That doesn't mean that you should lie about the actual experience. No, you'll set yourself up for failure. No, exactly. You need to be able to back up every single thing that you do or say. In fact, the work that I did in Brazil, I could reach out to three founders who would, who would vouch for the quality of work that I did. Uh, now, was that work... Uh, that I had in my resume for six months. Every single day I was working for six months uh, serving those clients. No, of course not. As I said, I did acting on the side. I was looking for jobs on the side as well. I was trying to learn Portuguese at that time. So no, uh, it wasn't. But of course, on the resume, it shows that I worked for six months doing contract work in Brazil, which is true. So you need to present yourself in a way that's 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 gonna help you uh, essentially win jobs uh, and sell yourself, not necessarily say every single little thing exactly the way that it happened.
0: Now, some of you might be thinking, you know, is it worth to stick it out in a current uh, role within a company or to stay in the same company and maybe pursue uh, a promotion or pursue getting transferred to another department that might be a better fit? The answer is yes, of course. If you think that there's upward trajectory and if you think that um, generally you you are happy there and you agree with the values of the company, you enjoy the product, and then that there is an opportunity for you to, let's say, transfer to another department, of course, that is a very good option for you and you should pursue it. But do keep in mind that the biggest leaps in growth typically happen when you take on new opportunities. Uh, in other words, looking for jobs at completely different types of companies, uh, whether it's the size of the company or a new industry or working with a different type of team, like for example, me who uh, looked for a job working with technical teams, right, different types of personalities, you want to take on opportunities uh, that can help you grow personally. And a lot of times that does mean going to a completely different company, uh, or let's say even starting your own company. But By looking at new opportunities as a way to take on more skills, specifically more skills that can be transferred to other jobs and other pursuits, transferable skills, you're essentially hedging your career uh, against, let's say, a particular industry collapsing or even the economy doing very poorly. For example, me and Sergey always talk about taking on sales jobs and learning sales skills because there will always be something for you to sell out there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And so, branching out, leaving for
1: another job, or getting fired and trying to go in a completely different industry or completely different type of business uh, is how you essentially create opportunities for yourself to
0: jump higher than you thought you'd be able to. And by the way, even financial return. And, uh, you know, I've had times in my life where uh, my salary jumped, let's say, 30, 40, 60% from one job to the next only because the way that I was now packaging my background, my story and skills could be presented differently for this particular new opportunity. So even financially, a lot of times uh, joining, getting fired is a blessing in disguise because, yeah, it might take you several months to find a job, but the jump in salary is going to be so high that it's essentially going to make up for that time lost. Now, one of the things
1: that is a bit of a recurring theme right now through our conversation is this idea that your career is not necessarily linear and you can experience and create new careers for yourself and multiple different careers for yourself throughout your life. And there are plenty of people that have done this successfully. One, uh, people see Arnold Schwarzenegger as a bodybuilder and an actor, action star actor. Now, we all know he was governor later in life. He used his fame to be able to get there. But before he was ever on the big screen and before he actually made his money in film, he was... uh, he actually made his millions by laying bricks. So first, laying bricks, and then getting into real estate. So he, he, him, and his buddy uh, would go around in California, Southern California, where they lived, because there was a lot of earthquakes. And they were big guys, and they would go to homes, and they would say, "Hey, we could redo your stone masonry work for you, uh, and lay the bricks and do all of the work." So they got, they built a business doing that. They used that money to buy up real estate and apartments, and he actually personally grew his wealth to, to millions of dollars to just doing that first. And then he reinvented himself as an actor, again, using his bodybuilding experience. So And later a politician. <laughs> and later a politician. So you decide for yourself what your career looks like and what you're going to do as a next step. That's another beautiful, liberating thing about getting fired. Is It's, a, it's an opportunity for you to start with a blank, blank slate And to write a new story for yourself and take a path that you may not have ever seen before.
0: Sergey and I recently read uh, the autobiography of Jackie Chan. Love Jackie Chan. Love Jackie. He's awesome. But his career also wasn't as linear as a lot of people assume. He started off uh, basically spending years in kind of like a prep school or a boarding school, becoming a gymnast and a Chinese opera sort of performer. 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 Yeah. Uh, And. After he graduated from that school, he really just wanted to be a stuntman. And he just started gigging. Because while they were in that school, they were doing stuntman work on the side, typically getting kind of the crappiest uh, jobs. But he quickly became known as the guy that will do any stunt. And some of the biggest production companies – in Hong Kong at the time, including the ones that Bruce Lee worked on, hired him, and he actually met Bruce Lee several times personally because he would do some of the most dangerous stunts for Bruce Lee. Soon, he got hired as uh, what are they what do they call him a stunt uh, director uh, for for a smaller company. Mm-hmm. They made a bunch of crappy movies that didn't go anywhere. Uh, But that created more opportunities for him, even though that particular company didn't do that well. And he
1: ended up then taking small acting opportunities where he wasn't just the stuntman, but he was actually uh, acting in the film. And it happened to be right place, right time. And unfortunately, when Bruce Lee passed away, uh, the industry in Hong Kong was looking for the next Bruce Lee. And since Jackie Chan was known as the guy that would do anything for any stunt... Um, he kind of became as one of the guys that was being considered to to be the face of, uh, of Hong Kong cinema. And he, of course, worked really hard and uh, built the right relationships to be able to do that. But as you can see, he thought of himself as a gymnast, as a stuntman, and not as necessarily a star in the beginning. But that's what he ended up being, is becoming a film star through his own career and the way that he saw himself. Ultimately, he opened up... Um, himself to new opportunities
0: by essentially showing up on set every single day everyone has a unique story that they can create for themselves in the case of Jackie Chan he was just going to be a stuntman he became a comedic uh, martial arts choreographer Uh, and that was his niche and that is what he was uniquely positioned to do you can learn to tell your own story and that will expand upon and be built upon throughout your whole life so Let's reframe losing a job in your mind as now an opportunity and a moment to find a different path, to reevaluate where you are in your life and what you want to reset and move forward. As a matter of fact, let's change the word from getting fired to. Getting watered? Yeah. Get, uh, get, well, like, well. No, like a plant that's... Getting the, fired. A seed that's getting watered. Yeah. Uh, getting fired to getting
1: launched, maybe. How about... Getting launched. launched. Yeah, I just got launched from my last year. Okay, now Yeah. So, that's kind of... Yeah. we got to work on... Maybe.
0: Tell like, your friends, instead of getting fired, yeah, you know what? Hey, hey mom, uh, I just got launched.
1: To some new
0: to opportunity. S- so, <laughs> to new realms, mom. <laughs>
1: reframe the that's way... How, that's how uh, I should have done it. You can reframe the way you personally take uh, getting fired... And think of these stories that we just told when you're when you're thinking about um, what you might do in this situation next time. But we spend so much of our times at work that you can't afford any minute. To be unfulfilled, to be unhappy in the work. It's okay, you know. It's okay for a little while to be unhappy in your work if you need to put food on the table, and it, it, you're just doing it to build up to your next thing. But always think of your career as something that you fully control and that isn't defined by anyone from the outside world. The people that are most successful are the ones that are able to uh, build unique paths and careers for themselves. So please take this into consideration next time you're fired. Because it's an
0: opportunity for yourself to become more fulfilled in the thing that you do every single day. And if you recently got fired, start opening your eyes, start looking at the new potential that you can create for yourself, and get out there and get launched.
1: Get launched. <laughs> Email us at sergey at the mentors.co or vadim at the mentors.co if you have stories of your own from getting fired that ended up um, creating amazing opportunities for you. And if you like this episode, Please share with your friends, subscribe, uh, leave a review on iTunes, all of that beautiful jazz. Oh, I love jazz. Maybe we'll listen
0: to some jazz. Um, no, that's not what I had in mind. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful week and crush your life. this week. crush it.